Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of Strange Happenings. Every week, we're bringing you the strange. I'm your host, Mikey. As always, writing Shotgun Bub. We have no Rolo tonight, just so everybody knows. Nope. Uh, Rolo's not going to be uh, riding in the back seat with us, unfortunately. Uh, he couldn't make his appearance. He's playing hooky. Uh, but always, uh, Stoner hitting all the magical buttons, the wizard and master control, and, and always Disbro making everything sound amazing. Oh, yeah. Couldn't do nice. it without those guys. And uh, we have a pretty awesome show. As always, there's for a lot you guys, happening. There is a lot happening. And it's and all we're strange. bringing some things back full circle, I think, from yeah. we've been kind of, a lot of these stories are tied together week to week. Seems like. You know, we've been kind of following the UAP stuff. Oh, sure. Took a big break from that, but um, we've we've got some, uh, just a quick update right. on the UAPs that have been shot down so far in 2023. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. And what's up? Everybody in the chat, anybody that was able to join us, Necro, I see you in there. What's happening, boss? Um, the last image he created was just pretty great, ridiculous, <laughs> unbelievable. Us, they're, they're always taking funny. over the reptilian agenda. Uh, yeah, the owlians. Yes, Disbro, Disbro is an owl. <laughs> yeah. That one's even. <laughs> Stoner had the protection spell. <laughs> just getting it was so chomped good. on. It was so good. Um, What's so up, Flutz? Flutz Capacitor, how you doing, buddy? You! Uh, <laughs> Yo! Um, yeah, shout-outs. Uh, lots of new YouTube subscribers. Yeah. Uh, Facebook group folks. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Um, we've uh, still seeing a lot of growth in the audio platform. People are listening, which is cool. Yeah, we're um, we're, we're happy. We're yeah, very thank thankful. Thank you to all those folks listening all over the world. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Definitely, definitely. Um, de- Australia is bringing it hard. I love it. Australia. I really want to go there. Bringing sometime. a strong game. I really New need Zealand's to get to Australia at some point. Bringing a strong game. New Zealand, I've been uh, to, and it's beautiful. So uh, the UK, never been in second place, I believe. Fish and uh, chips. Oh, hey, dude, I, I want can that. dig that. Fish and chips just isn't probably the same. It's not. We stayed in London. What do you mean it's not the same? In here? England for a, a couple days over there. Oh, no, no, over here. Well, yeah. Fish and chips over there. Oh, my God. It's a whole. That's a different life. It's uh, an experience. I'd probably eat a lot more. I think they call them crisps. Well, chips. Right, right. Crisps are actually potato chips if I'm a. Right. I think I've got that down correctly. Right. I know my snacks. Learn that quick. I know my snacks of the world. I've eaten a grasshopper. It's not worth it. (laughs) I think you're supposed to take the legs off. Hey, how are you? Backyard TV. (laughs) What's happening? Born not to run. What's up, man? I don't have a passport. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, dude, I've, we gotta get there. you. We gotta get you a passport. If to, if you don't go yeah. out of the country, at least go around in the U.S. to different places and like get out. Yeah. There. Well, sure. you don't even have to do that. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Uh, but I found out I think when I was you know driving across country for different events and life events that like when you drive across the country, you're like fun. man, this is so much like flying over it. You don't get a sense of it. Like, yeah, driving it, is especially fun. the American Southwest yeah. route for, uh, Interstate 40, man. That's I drove awesome. Route 66 for a bit. Yeah, I mean, you get off that pretty quick. Highway though. one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Route 66 is we, rough. We stopped at a burger joint somewhere, you know, out in the middle of diner. nowhere, and yeah, I mean, the like kitschy factor was at like it blew off the scales. It was so strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I, it was a good cheeseburger. Yeah, but I wanted to get out of there. I don't know. Well, I don't want to get stranded in the hills. Have eyes. And uh, one quick mention. So we've got strange happenings tonight, but later we tonight we have something else cooking, Bob. Well, we're, I think we're calling this double down. Yeah, this right? is the double dip. This is the double dip. This is the double dip. Uh, tonight we're going live at Two 8 p.m. Two scoops of strange road flavor. <laughs> tonight we're going live with uh, Jessica Jones, the Krypton Huntress. Yes. At 8. That's going to be and great. And we have questions. I think she's got a lot of answers. Yeah, I believe so, Or at so least too. she's got a lot of stories to have more questions She's from. got some deep field research. We'll put it that I'm way. I'm stoked. I'm so pretty stoked. We're looking forward to that. So with that said, yeah. let's jump into the articles. Hop right in. Water's right. warm. Let's do it. So one thing we've been kind of looking at and uh, in, in covering, uh, we haven't covered it just yet, but there's been a lot of content creators and people hitting us up about, hey, are you on Clapper? Um, you know, these... Uh, 
Senate investigation. I don't, I don't know what Congress, Congress is. It's it's a video creator app like a Shorts or okay. Reels or TikTok. TikTok. Okay. Um, Clapper. Audience applause. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. So you know we've been kind of looking at some of the headlines with uh, TikTok ban. Potentially it's coming down the pipe. Been a hot topic for quite a while. Quite now, a while, right? Like this isn't new. This has been churning and churning for a while. Now this bill is becoming real. It seems okay that they're going to try to push this thing through. All right, dig in. Um, so um, this is a Reuters article, and um, Reuters, the White House backed legislation introduced on Tuesday by a dozen senators to give the administration new powers to ban Chinese-owned video app TikTok and other foreign-based technologies if they pose national security threats. The endorsement boosts efforts by a number of lawmakers to ban the popular app, which is owned by a Chinese company, ByteDance, and used by there you go, used by more than 100 million Americans. The bill would give the Commerce Department the ability to impose restrictions up to and including banning TikTok and other technologies that pose national security risks, said Democratic Senator Mark Warner who chairs the Intelligence Committee. It would also apply to foreign technologies from China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, Venezuela, and Cuba, he said. Uh, TikTok criticized the measure, saying in a statement that any U.S. ban on TikTok is a ban on the export of American culture and values to billion-plus people who use our service worldwide. Okay. The bill would require Commerce Secretary uh, Gina Raimondo to identify and address foreign threats to information and communication, technology, products, and services. Uh, Raimondo's office declined to comment, clearly. Uh, TikTok had come under increasing fire over fears that user data would end up in the hands of the Chinese government. Okay? Uh, The senators introduced this legislation uh, led by Warner and Republican John Thune, also uh, including Democrats Tammy Baldwin, Joe Manchin, uh, Michael Bennett, Kristen Gilbrand, Martin Henrich, uh, Martin Heinrich, along with Republicans Deb Fisher, Jerry Moran, uh, Deb's, uh, Dan Sullivan, Susan Collins, and Mitt Romney. You know, they never do anything bipartisan ever. Right. Hardly. Well, not, I mean, not when? publicly. No, not publicly. Now, but all they of a do sudden, a lot of stuff there's together this giant. That's what doors. a big red flag to me. Yeah. Right off rip is how many of the left and the right are coming together to do this. So, okay, let's say there it is a backdoor to Chinese, uh, the ability to grab our data and inf- information. Who knows? Grab you by the data. <clears throat> I mean, you can read y- your user <laughs> agreement when you download it. You know, you can read that. Yeah, well, yeah, but that that's all come to light, too, even with Apple and the introduction of, like, you can deny uh, that right. ability to track. That's new. Well, you, you know, that's what hurt. Right. That hurt Facebook in, a lot when that was in the implemented. App store, 100%. That hurt a lot of these companies that sell ads. You know the the premise of saying if something's free, you're the product. You ever heard that about applications oh, yeah, of and course. technology? Like that Robinhood. Anything? Sure. It, well, yeah, even that too. But I'm saying like uh, Twitter being free, all the apps you use for free. Why are they free? They have to get something. They, they, they don't do it out of the goodness yeah, of their heart their to make an app for you in the right. world. So there's money being made somewhere, and that is you are the product. And we don't know that a lot of times. And we're like, oh, my God, my phone or my computer just offered up that thing I've been talking about or searching for for you know, the last couple of days or even mentioned. I might not even search it. It's just right. the passive listening of things. You know, it. Right. It's wild. Well, it gets better. The White House National Security oh, Advisor, dear. Jake Sullivan, praised the bipartisan bill. Hallelujah! Saying it would strengthen our ability to address <laughs> discrete risks posed by individual transactions and systemic risk posed by certain classes of transactions involving countries of concern and sensitive technology sectors. Sounds good. Sounds good. Looks good. Looks good on paper. Looks good. Sounds good. Must be good. We look forward to continue uh, to continue to work with both Democrats and Republicans on this bill and urge Congress to act quickly to send it to the president's desk, he said in a statement. I'm not taking a side on any of this because I just don't know enough. We're just talking about this at this point. You know, it, do we need to be protected from a, if it's connected to China? I don't know. But here's the thing about this. 
a lot of people on TikTok are talking about how they're using this as some kind of a Trojan horse to bring in internet restrictions. Like, so TikTok yeah, could mean, be the first. It's been a goal. Uh, it's a goal. Essentially to use TikTok to sneak these bills sure. in, these laws in. Sure. Um, that uh, Stone, one more time, what was that bill called? The restriction bill? <laughs> internet restriction or something? Oh, restrict the Restrict Act. Act. So it's a very specific to even, usually it's like the Patriot Act where it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. Like, oh, the Patriot Act, we're patriots. It's a good thing, right? Well, no, it completely obliterates most of the Constitution. But uh, with this, for example, I mean, the SOFA, uh, SOPA bill, mm. that was like 2014. They were yeah. trying to sneak that in. People yeah. stood up. Yeah. Everybody banded together and was like, no, this is not happening. Yeah, trying to control so, the internet. But you can use TikTok, this situation, build a big, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Controls but there are two sides to every, on. it's not black and white. It's not a gray you know. area. You know, it's getting people stirred up like, oh, we got to get be protected. The government's got to protect us from TikTok. You know, bipartisan. Yeah, I don't know about that feeling. So it goes on to say, you know, the House Foreign Affairs Committee last week voted along party lines on a bill sponsored by Republican Representative Michael McCall to give Biden the power to ban TikTok after President Donald Trump was stymied by courts in 2020 in his effort to ban TikTok in Chinese messaging app WeChat. Um, yeah. I didn't know about that. It's interesting, right? Yeah. There's a lot of governmental presence on on social media and messaging apps. I'm just worried that it's a a way to start banning and controlling. You know, it's the canary in the coal mine. Yeah, it's, I mean, it starts this precedent to now. You know, the internet becomes this highly restricted place where shows like this and you know really don't exist. That's scary, right? I hope it doesn't go that far. Well, me either. But it creates a precedent for more control. So I'm not a fan of it. And like I said, it's I don't know enough about this, but we're covering it. You know, obviously, go do your own research. I know I'm going to keep yeah. an eye on this for sure. Yeah, I'm not um, going to. But let's move on because it's kind of bumming me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this one, too. Go for it. Um, Good. This is uh, thearchaeologist.org. Could the sunken city of Cuba be Atlantis? This is March 26th, uh, very recent. Just over a decade ago, a team of explorers were working on an exploration and survey mission off the western coast of Cuba when their sonar equipment picked up a perplexing series of stone structures lying some 650 meters below the surface. The structures appeared completely analogous against the barren desert of the ocean floor and seemed to show symmetrically organized stones reminiscent of an urban development. A media flurry soon ensued with the new sites um, sporting headlines such as Atlantis discovered in Cuba and lost city of the Caribbean found. However, the finding attracted the attention of the government, National Museum, and National, Geogra and National Geographic, who all made promises to investigate the strange sonar images. Now more than 10 years on, the story has disappeared into obscurity. Whatever happened to the sunken ruins off Cuba? Were they ever fully investigated? And why has the media fallen silent on this unusual discovery? Because they went down there at night in a bunch of really high-tech submarines and already scanned it and already have every single piece of detail that you could ever have on it. Right. And probably it's some super, super ancient. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> There's a cool map. That we're going to see here in a, a little bit, but I mean, what were you going to say? These, you, you, you had something you were ready to get at. What? Come on. Take my blood pressure down a little bit. Um, he's like, yeah. I was like we'll get come there. on, man. Cause on. we're going to keep scrolling. Uh, <laughs> the discovery was first made in 2001 when Pauline, um, yeah, you got that? Zalitsky, a marine engineer and her husband, Paul Weiswig owner of the Canadian company called Advanced Digital Communications, or ADC, working on a survey mission to, in conjunction with the Cuban government off the tip of the 
um, Guanchahakabib. Oh my gosh, I'm not even going to try it. Peninsula in the P, uh, Pinar del Rio province of Cuba. ADC was one of the four firms working in joint venture with President Fidel Castro's government to explore Cuban, Cuban waters, which hold hundreds of treasure-laden ships from the Spanish colonial area. Yar. The Let's team, get in there. Yeah, the team was using advanced sonar uh, equipment to scan two square kilometers the area floor when they noticed a series of symmetrical and geometric stone structures resembling an urban complex. Upon, upon studying the sonar images... Uh, Zalitki observed what appeared to be unusual formations of smooth blocks, crests, and geometric shapes. Some of the blocks looked like they were built in pyramid shapes. Others were circular. Uh, they brought geologist Manuel uh, Iturralde, senior researcher of Cuba's Natural History Museum, this time equipped with remotely operated vehicle to examine and film the structures. The images revealed large blocks of stone resembling hewn granite measuring about 8 feet by 10 feet. Some blocks appeared deliberately stacked on top of one another. Others appeared isolated from the rest. Uh, Zelitsky said that the images appeared to be to reflect the ruins of a submerged city, but was reluctant to draw a conclusion without further notice. So if you scroll down here and see this map of Cuba... Mm-hmm. And you see where the Bahamas are. This is what I was like going. Eh. So you can see this triangle. So the eastern side of Cuba to the western side of Cuba, and then all the way up past uh, up through pretty much where Aruba, the Bahamas, all that was above water. Part okay. of it was connected to. That's the the Yucatan Peninsula right there. That's sure. the home of the Maya. So they're walking. I mean, there's t- that right there. They're walking across that. That's was some, this back when the well, the I'm saying it was connected. More water? connected. I, I totally agree with like, you. I get what you're saying. It was all a landmass. Do we know for sure that those points are high enough that they would connect? Well, right there, that's just right off the tip of Cuba. So yeah. there's not any shelf that's going down right yeah. there. That's. Um, I mean, I've been down to Andros in the Bahamas, the largest island but the least inhabited, um, on like a biology yeah. field trip back oh, in the there's day. so many islands dude i know but nobody it's goes crazy. to andros like right. they have old you know spanish settlements there still mm-hmm. in cannons and what have you and a lady that sells one flavor of ice cream at the end of the lane like one you're flavor. happy that they had vanilla baby yeah anything well, if it was one flavor that'd be my guess yeah you're anything. not getting chocolate yeah <laughs> no it was really good my gosh Delicious. oh yeah pretty homemade mm-hmm it was good stuff. But so yeah, I mean, the, I can get you know down the with Bahamas, the east side of the Bahamas. There on that map, yeah, that's where the Bimini Road is. Okay. So I mean, imagine where all that water is. That was all land. How many little cities are underneath that water? They're going to start finding untold amount with this lidar technology. Can they technology use that underwater? Well, the lidar underwater. No, but remember last week or the week Why before they, we covered another sunken. City would a laser not penetrate water? I mean, it's, in it's a similar the rovers, fashion. To, it's um, um, it's the um. I mean, would it it's not lidar. It's something a different technology. I remember they drag those like <clears throat> sonar things behind mm-hmm. them, the buoys. They look like the right. dummy seals it's for sonar. great white sharks to come up. Yeah, but I'm saying, why can't we use lidar to ping that bottom? I don't know if that works in water. I think it's that's a what I'm saying. Thing. Is it something that like the water refracts the laser as Maybe. it shoots down, and yeah. you know you got to get you don't down get a solid image back, but that sonar is getting pinged mm-hmm. off something solid. It's right transmitting through the water and not right. being distorted mm-hmm. as much by it. When I don't it hits know the ground. It's we need somebody that's back. very educated in that. We don't area. know much about these technologies in terms of the science. <laughs> I wish we could just drain the world like a bathtub and see what's on the bottom. <laughs> Dude, there was a show. There was wasn't that a show on like Discovery Channel back in the day? I don't know if it was, but that'd be a great movie. Or if it was a show, I'd like to watch it. Like, imagine right. if all the water just like dissipated from the earth. Like when we get super hot, like right. as the sun heats up and it turns into that red giant in four billion years, and we're cooked anyway. So like we got to get off the planet at some point, right? Because the sun's gonna kill us all if there's anybody here at that level, right? But what if all that heats up and the last people that are here haven't left yeah. and, like, all the water's drying up and then they're discovering all the, like, ruins and lost cities. Oh, yeah. And ant people are coming out from the center of the earth. Maybe <laughs> that's where we take the 
the time travel or the portal Ooh. to is that time. That time right before the Where sun gets too hot. All the sunken cities are revealed. I yeah, have right never before thought about that, but it's going to happen. We could. Hey, you're talking about a time travel trip. Maybe that's a point. That I've we never go gotten this excited about thinking about the world, you know, blowing up, but <laughs> it sounds cool. It is cool. I hope we're watching from very far away by this point in time. Exactly. So now we're watching a live out. stream of the sun destroying the earth from like another galaxy away. Oh, yeah. You'd be in a ship. Wouldn't that be crazy? We got our little Voltron probe. Style. We got our own little Deep black Space night ship. satellite telecasting it. Yeah. Yeah. Intergalactically. Right. Exactly. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. So estimating that it would have taken 50,000 years for such a structure to have sunk into the depth at which they were said to be found. Say it again. What was it? How many years? 50,000 years ago wow. is when that land was above, that city was above water. And there's thoughts that the city of Atlantis could be around this area at some, some well, point. Well, Atlantis right? is like 60 to 20,000 years or right before the Younger Dryas. Who no, really knows? But Atlantis is that what they go say about to, this area? Or they just think it's just a place they haven't found before. Is what you're no, saying? No, geologically, they are saying that fifty thousand years ago was when this was above water. Right. It's just the geology. Uh, this yeah. tour all day uh, added fifty thousand years ago. That wasn't the architect uh, architectural capacity in any of the cultures we know of to build. Complex buildings. A specialist in underwater archaeology at Florida State University added, it would be cool if they were right, but it would would be real advanced for anything we would see in the new world for that time frame. The structures are out of time and place. Well, how many aren't? They all are. Mm -hmm. So many of them are. I mean, just because it's underwater, I mean, these ruins probably look like, you know, if they're really that big as stones... They probably look Mayan-ish. The they Yucatan's might. right there. I mean, I would like to see how big they are. Yeah. I mean, historically speaking, megalithic stone structures were pretty in vogue across the globe. How uh, they do all this stuff. And if it's 50,000 years old, how did they do it? Well, that's just when it went underwater. Oh, my God. If it took, it could have been, who knows, how long it could have been there. When was it really built? Uh, in the media storm that followed the announcement of the discovery, new sites were quick to draw parallels with the fabled lost city of Atlantis. However, uh, Zelitsky and Weisenweg were unwilling to make such comparisons. The story is myth, said Zelitsky. What we have found is more likely remnants of a local culture, once located in a 100-mile land bridge that joins Mexico's uh, Yucatan Peninsula with Cuba, Eturalde uh, added that there were local legends of the Maya and native Yucatecos that tell of an island inhabited by their ancestors that vanished beneath the waves. Sounds, Nevertheless, sounds logical. Yep. Eturalde does not discount the possibility that the rock formations are merely the result of wonders of Mother Nature. Nature is able to create some really unimaginable structures, he said. Um, you know, at no point. During the Ice Age, would it have been above sea level unless, of course, the land which they stand has sunk? This is the claim made for Atlantis. According to Plato's account, it was destroyed by violent earthquakes and floods. So, so this is being dismissed um, as anything unique or, or amazing or it doesn't fit the narrative as it doesn't fit, doesn't fit the paradigm as so it's usual. just poo pooed away nothing to see here folks now i mean it is interesting that it could be mayan related mayan connected if that was a, a land bridge but that's you're, you're saying now that the mayan the maya 50,000 years ago that they would be around right or their mother culture somebody would have to be around at that time do i don't know there's a lot of things that just aren't well thought out in some of these responses. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I, I just have, do we thought. want to believe it? It's Atlantis. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to believe. Well, and I don't just want to believe it's that, but here's but it's the thing. More of Atlantis I want to know for sure. Was a culture. Yeah. It was a city that was right. But it concentric rings. Right. But, but just Atlanteans. like New York city is a city, but it's part of the American empire in this, sure. this kind of global system. Right. Atlantis could have been this worldwide civilization where where it's in Cuba, it's in Egypt, it's in, you know, mm -hmm. it's in 
uh, South America, Peru, in the Amazon, sure, in Mexico, sure, um, you know, global, all over China, yeah, global. I don't know if they were global though. Wouldn't you think they would have, you know, just like we would know, they would still be ruling the planet, right? Well, not I guess, but you would. I don't know. There would there would be a contiguous history line of them. I I think. I don't know. Well, they're not researching it enough, so we'll never know. I'm just saying, like, if you were of we Atlantean descent somewhere along the way, I don't know. I, I think there would still be, like, enough of a core of them that they'd be like, yeah, we're Atlanteans, just like there's Native Americans and what have you. Get what I'm saying? Like, there'd be enough of a of a lineage trail that's still traceable of, like, groups of populations still going. Yeah, unless but, the whole world got obliterated. In well, the Younger Dryas, 12,800 years ago. That's when you think it, it took them all out. I mean, that's what that's, Randall okay. and Graham But if that took everybody out, there had to still be people here. Well, people are still here. Yeah, sure. I'm sure I'll, there are groups around the world that so I see what you're that saying made now. it and, and restarted civilization. Now. But they might have been very small, fractured. Small populations. Yeah. Over, over hundreds if not thousands of years though right. they did kind of lose all of that remembrance of their actual history and lineage mm -hmm. maybe some have a little bit of a more clear picture but to say anybody has a full history or account of atlantis right like from that perspective i would say is i've never heard of it I'm i mean not it's, it's kind of written in the sumerians the egyptian writings i mean it's alluded like the to the accounts of it right Plato and it's in there even before Plato. I get all that, but I'm saying Plato how detailed were they like talking about like interactions with Atlanteans, like trading goods with them? Well, or this, just saying the accounts of like there was a civilization that well, perished. That's by... the story of Thoth, Thoth the Atlantean. He oh. came from Atlantis and okay. basically started the Egyptian civilization and brought knowledge and brought teachings and brought writing and all these things. Okay. And uh, the Emerald Tablets, right. but Thoth the, the Atlantean was his name. Oh, so I, I always he came thought that to was just like ascribed to him, but I didn't know that was like the land of Kem. The moniker Kem okay. is south of of the Giza Plateau. Um, today, I guess you could. Um, there's like really strange pyramids down there. Yeah, uh, but before Egypt, the ancient land was called Kem. Did not know and that. And that's where Thoth. That's the accounts of Thoth the Atlantean is he comes to the land of Chem okay. from the fall of Atlantis. So these are Egyptian stories gotcha. about Atlantis, really. I mean, right. um, so we can move on. Okay. How about the, uh, this one's a good one. This is a... a would you say it's a cryptid? Uh, it's kind of cryptid-y. But it's not a cryptid anymore because they actually have spotted them? It's, yeah. So it's kind of like if we actually found Bigfoot, we couldn't call it a cryptid anymore. Right. Would it still fall under that category if we found a Bigfoot or not we personally, but it, like just the royal we of the world? Be classified. Like uh, if you found Bigfoot. like it would, Primate. Right. Well, Whatever the Potentially. What class. if it's a marsupial and has a pouch? We don't know. Could be like a duck-billed platypus and lay eggs of... Baby Sasquatches. No, <laughs> no, Bob. They're not. That's if it was in Australia. Now maybe the Yowie is is part, uh, but not American Bigfoot. No, sorry, they're not related to the opossum. I'm just thinking of like a Bigfoot running up on you. Is and it then opossum like another, or possum? It's a possum. Opossum. <laughs> but I'm just thinking of like a Bigfoot running up on you, and then like another Bigfoot springing out of like a sack on the belly. Like, out of this pouch comes another Bigfoot. Like, I, that would be too much for me. Like, Russian nesting Maybe dolls. Maybe Australian Bigfoot. Yowies. <laughs> I think they're called Yowies. Oh, so uh, this article comes from the Miami Herald uh, on the 21st, and it says, Creature of Island Mythology is Jeff real. Jeff Wilson sent us this one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And Jeff did. Yeah. I was just thinking about the books and the, um, um, like, old pamphlet flyers and mm -hmm. stories that he gave us as well. Yep. We need to go through those. So yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Um, Already been digging in. Creature of island mythology is real and a new species, researchers in France say. Um, bounded by stunning beaches and punctuated rugged mountains, inhabitants of a small French island in the Mediterranean have long relied on agriculture and livestock herding. For just as long, folk tales have warned of a creature lurking nearby. 
stories of the I, I don't know how to say this. Is it got to? I would think it's got to. Mm, I think like it's the got J to. is yeah. the J is silent. The got to Volpa mm-hmm. have been passed down in Corsica's island mythology. The French Office for Biodiversity said in a March 16th news release, literally translated, the creature's name means cat fox. Uh, the cat fox is part of our shepherd mythology. Researcher and wildlife official Carlo Anton Sacchini told AFP in 2019. From generation to generation, they told stories of how the forest cats would attack the udders of their ewes and goats, he told the news outlet. Local officials began considering the fact that the cat fox a real species in the 19th and 20th centuries, French officials said. For most others, the animal remained a myth. That changed in 2008 when the creature was accidentally captured. The mid-sized tannish-orange feline was found in a local chicken coop. The incident sparked a rush of research. Scientists knew the cat fox was real, but not much else about it, French biodiversity officials said. So researchers set up traps and uh, cameras on the Corsica and eventually captured 16 wildcats. The cats were genetically sampled. Some were fitted with GPS tracking collars and released. Um, The cat fox initially looks like a house cat, um, but it has a soft coat with a tan brown color, has a distinct uh, black ring tail, which I just noticed in the picture. It's kind of strange. It looks almost like a raccoon tail. Yep. Um, and it's much longer than an average cat reaching just over two feet in length. So I don't know what the average length of a, a house cat is, but, um, it, it's, I guess, it's shorter big, than a, two feet. Yeah. I'm sure Charlie Day measured them before he put him in the wall. Cat in the wall. Um, the animal's ears are also larger and it's canine teeth more developed. So, you know, yep. God help the little old lady that lives near these that's feeding <laughs> them and yeah. a good kitty. That's a wild animal. Coming in the house with a house full of cat foxes. It's a mythical wild animal. Got to Volpa. What, and just what? People just never believe the locals? Like, oh, yeah, there's this wild cat. No, there's not. No, there's not. That's myth. I think it gets down to, again, oh, well, okay, I think it, it might get into it. Um, yeah, eventually they got... DNA. How they get to they, there? You go, but like how they deny it. I think we've covered it a couple times in the essence of. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I don't even know if it's the first. I think I made like three more before that. I was keeping count. I was trying to keep them down. Um, even before this, though, we've talked about and had guests that talk about. You know, well, if we're looking for this species, yeah, we will be purposefully hindered to find that species. So that whatever development can go through or whatever dam can be built or whatever, uh, you know, forest can be cut down. Nope, we don't know that there's a thylacine out here. Well, no. Yeah. We, yeah we, the yeah. locals see it all the time, like Homo floriensis, right? Another Jeff Right. So yep. there are all these incidences of the locals have a very good beat on it. The billy apes. Yep. Right? Uh, we see these rock things. apes. Right. Uh, the cryptid hunters has an episode with... Uh, Vietnam vet that talks about his accounts with rock apes in Vietnam. Oh, we got to talk about that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive. I'm not mixing those up. We might have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But you're right. They did come to the conclusion that this was a new species because of the DNA. Um, They said that the wildcat was genetically distinct from its three geographically closest relatives. Uh, The domestic cats in mainland France, the wildcats in mainland Europe and the wildcats of the neighboring Sardinia Island. Um, so how did it stay hidden for so long, right? So according to Pierre Benedetti, a researcher studying the cat fox, cat fox um, he said it's a very discreet nocturnal animal. So also cats are quiet, like big yeah. cats. Yeah, big, they don't want cats. you to see them. You're not going to see a them. A little cat, it's never, you're never going to hear it or see it. It goes out at night, you're definitely not going to. Like, yeah. Um, oh, you remember when uh, the, the dude in our uh, comments in – YouTube was talking about seeing black panthers near Cable, right, Ohio. Right. So I was on Cryptids of the Corns uh, stream last night. Oh, and cool. They were talking about. I put that in the chat. They were ABCs. He, he said there's truckers, Urbana, Cable, yeah. that whole area, sightings of black panthers all the time. So so interesting. That guy in our comments mentioned that. Yeah. Just wanted to bring that up. Quick side track. Yeah. If you have a but, story about that dude. or a sighting, I'm always kind of interested by those because I just started hearing about them maybe like a few years ago. Um, and they don't Panthers, have to be black dude. either, but a lot of times they are. 
But just big cats in general where they well, shouldn't they, be. But they're think seeing about mountain lions for sure. Oh yeah. But think about like but, the exotic pet trade. We, if you didn't oh, watch yeah. if you didn't watch Tiger King, well. I've watched it three or four times, so I can fill you in. <laughs> And when somebody, I think it was you, when you asked me if I watched Tiger King, I was like, yeah. I put it on and I didn't stop until it was over. Oh, I literally yeah, laid on the couch pandemic. and watched that, that whole documentary. There was nothing bigger than Tiger King. I could not look away. Oh, it's I like watching trance. a slow motion train wreck. The most stunning part is the fact hours. that like you could own this sort of like biological weapon. I have a small dog that I'm afraid of, like possibly, you know, he, he has a, a fiery temper and, I'm, you know, I've got to be careful with him. Um, I couldn't imagine owning, you know, a cloud leopard or a tiger, or a liger or, a, <laughs> or having hundreds of them. Like, yeah. you know, again, but here's the thing, you know, people get a boa constrictor. They get a caiman. Burmese pythons get, in Florida. They let it go. They let a predator out in a habitat it's yeah. not supposed to be in. There's lion fishing in, in the Atlantic that weren't there. Oh, they kill there. everything, dude. These people are going down with just spears and just murdering them. And yes. they're starting to try I've to— I've seen them every time I've gone scuba diving. They're trying to popularize eating them and yeah. turning them into—because there's be so much. you got to be a good—that uh, gland, you got to be able to— They said they're not that—I don't know. From what it looked like, that's the, the promotion I was seeing. But much the same as, like, the crown of thorns starfish that was in Australia— uh, you know, comes in and was starfish eat coral. Yeah, yeah, decimating the reef. So, like, yeah. to kill a the starfish too, reef. you have to kill each arm because just from one arm it can regenerate. regenerate. These things have eight, and they get like this big. Yeah, they how are huge. you going to stop that? They go down and scuba dive, and they have these little guns, and they spear each arm, and they have to inject this how do poison. You keep up with that. You go out every day, and it's like cleaning up trash. <sighs> Dedication. Same thing. Same thing in New Zealand. Craziest thing: trees that were not natural, they would fly around in helicopters. Yeah. I think this was the correct story, but they would fly around helicopter because you'd see these dead trees all over. Like, why is that thing dead? And they're trying to maintain the the natural foliage. We need to do that here with honeysuckles. They're shooting them with these dart guns from helicopters, like pow, 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 and in injecting this. Yeah, and killing them. Yeah, we so need to do that with honeysuckles. Really wild, Ohio. Jeez. Um, that's basically uh, the sum of the article. I mean, one of the other compounding factors for the elusive nature of the cat, obviously, um, living in a mountainous area. Yep. You know, lots of places to hide out, a lot of crevices, cracks. If you ever go hiking in a real mountain range, and you're I mean, tail, bro. You're, you're back in there. Oh, yeah, you'll see where You stuff. go around a corner and you're like, somebody could disappear in 4,000 different places in a small little animal. Again, like it has better sight, sound, smell than you do. Yeah, you, you're going to be hard pressed to find them like. Yep. There have been a number of examples like this. Right. But anyhow, that's my soapbox. Uh, I wanted to go back just to be clear. Necro had a comment about the underwater structures. Yeah, far away. I'm also a proponent of the Rickot structure in I've Africa. I've heard of it. I know very little Being about Being the city of Atlantis, when I said earlier that Atlantis was kind of a, in my opinion, a worldwide civilization. I've heard that take. Civilization, but yeah. the city itself... Is there the work, Rickot structure? Is there work being is done? Super interesting. Well, that's where your boy Third Eye Seeks on Twitter. I know had supposedly a guy on the ground shooting video. I thought it was him. No, no, it wasn't him. Okay, it wasn't no, him. No, Anyhow, no, 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 no. but he he goes in. But he's in contact with Jimmy from Bright Insights and some of those guys that are yeah, Jimmy Corsetti. Rickot structure people. And I know very little about um, but, it. So anybody know, that it wants was to tell us that about big, the Rickot structure, go for it. Continent, Cuba, being an outpost of this culture known as Atlantis, the sure. city of Atlantis, the civilization I mean, of Atlantis out if you're is that, kind of two things. If you're that technologically advanced at that age, you're going to branch out the Habmasives, right? That story about right. they were seafaring going all over the globe probably at that time. So like, I don't, I almost don't even think that Atlantis is like the only unique lost, really super advanced no. civilization. Like I think there were multiple. Lemuria. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So everybody talks about Atlantis just because it's it's kind of like it's that's a catch the most all well known or it's a catch all for you know. lost civilization right. that we have that's super advanced right. that we don't have any information on. Okay, right. we'll move on. Moving You're on. We're doing the next one. Moving on, we are going to uh, just do a little uh, touch up on the uh, the UAPs that have been shot down. What's kind of going on with that? Um, and this comes from the Black Vault um, online. And um, it says, in 2023, U.S. Air Force is known to have shot down numerous unknown objects, primarily described as balloons. So on February 4th, 2023, off the coast of South Carolina, February 10th, 
over Alaska, February 11th over the Yukon, and February 12th over Lake Huron, were all events that took place and were heavily covered in the mainstream media. So on February 18th of 2023, the Black Vault filed a Freedom of Information Act request for a copy of all visual imagery captured from the shoot down of balloons slash unidentified aerial objects and asked that all classified slash unclassified photos, videos, cockpit footage, personal cell phone videos slash videos and photos taken by the pilots could have given to the DOD, et cetera, be included in the release. So they're trying to, like, give us it all. We want anything. We want any. Whoever was recording it, you got a ring, you got a ring doorbell camera that caught it. We want that. F-18s are rigged out with, I mean, think about that footage we saw from that little helicopter footage of that Sasquatch after I would hope hope that they're rigged out pretty heavily with cameras. Oh my God. Yes. You got to imagine that. Dude, first of all, all the ones that are released, the Tic Tac, all those are blurred. They give those to the public. It's not high resolution, sharp as hell. I mean, those cameras are probably like 8K resolution and shooting in different thermal, uh, you know, you Bands. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of different uh, overlays and, yeah, and ways to yeah. see the image, whether it's, you know, um, if it's at night, of course, it's going to be, um, uh, you know, night vision mode. Yeah. You have thermal mode. You could do thermal, yeah. And they're flipping through all these different settings and they have yeah. recordings on. All of that. Yeah. And we're not going to see any of it. We no. called this out from the beginning. No. I mean, they're all balloons. Now they're basically telling us, yes, they're all balloons. Pretty much, right. They were never Right. It was UFOs. Getting just they were, about getting to a boil and then they turned it off. Yeah. And now the, the terms that they're using is balloons. The UAP so situation we, was like GameStop and the buy button being turned off. Like everybody was just <laughs> hot on UAPs. Everybody was in. We recoined it. Yeah. You know, UFO to UAP. It's the Pentagon now reports. in vogue. Yeah. All Everybody's that. a UAP believer. Maybe not everybody, but, you know, it really changed the context around that storyline. Yep. So they asked for all of this, right, in their release. So on March 21st of this year, the U.S. Air Force responded and denied the release of everything requested. I don't believe. <laughs> What is this? I, don't I don't believe that's the office I work in. I want a stamp in the office of shot on believe. I don't believe. Says, don't believe. Shot on believe. Uh, we'll go into that on another story sometime, but we have a uh, potential audience member that knows what we're discussing when we say that. So we'll, we'll go deeper at that. Um, but, but per the response, uh, they said it is unknown how many photos or videos were discovered or are being withheld, but the explanation was the following, quote, the one fighter wing uh, has conducted a thorough research for responsive records to your request. Your request was processed under FOIA and was coordinated with the Office of Primary Responsibility. Please note that consistent with your request under Exemption 1 and AFMAN 33-302, referencing Executive Order 13526 that apply to the continued classification of information, the requested information is withheld and not releasable. Please see Exemption 1 below. So here's the exemption that I I believe is what they were claiming. So um, FOIA Exemption 1. Uh, 5 U.S.C. 552-B1, yada, yada, protects from disclosure and national security information concerning the national defense or foreign policy, provided that it has been properly classified in accordance with Executive Order 13526. In this instance, Sections 1.4C and 1.4E of the Executive Order apply. If the information is uh, qualified as Exemption 1, there is no discretion regarding its release. Uh, another bunch of codes. Classification authorities are given great deference in deciding whether information is properly classified. Taylor v. Department of the Army. So here's the case from the judicial hearings of how they got this exemption. Uh, this is circa 1982 when this went into act, apparently, from what it looks like. And it says in the notes, according to, quote, utmost deference, so to affidavits explaining classification decision. So... Somehow, this information from these UAPs that were just balloons, it's either those balloons were that sensitive a technology, even though they said at one point it was like Hobby Lobby enthusiasts. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, we have such a weird story coming like our, back. Our friend. If it's no um, big deal, you should be able to tell us it's no big deal. Yeah. I mean, we know a guy that's been launching Mylar balloons, sophisticated to, ones, up into the air for right. years and years and years. Right. It's This is the whole, you want me to take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed, guaranteed. I can. All it be is a guaranteed piece of shit. <laughs> that's what we're getting here. 
That's what we're getting. <laughs> they put the exemption on it to make you feel good. Well, then why do they put it on the box? Because, oh, you know, they sold you a Make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> Late at night, the guarantee fairy <laughs> sniffing glue. There's money missing from the piggy bank. And your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> oh, dude. That's not a verbatim. But I need that's to rewatch close. that. God, is that great. <laughs> that's when he first gets his talent for Tommy selling. That's oh, the I first, know. Well, the chicken well, wing thing. You were combining... The chicken wing thing's the first time. Right. The second time is Let me sells. tell you why I suck at selling. <laughs> okay. All right. We need on. to have like a, a Chris Farley appreciation, like Strange Road special. Yeah. In Somehow. Fifth, in fifth grade, Bob wrote Jim Carrey a letter. Oh, yeah. He got a signed picture that said, Spank you very much, Jim yep. Carrey. I wrote Chris Farley. Yeah. And got nothing. I got my picture in our office. Here. You do. <laughs> My wife wanted me to throw Years that later, we find out that Chris Farley was on drugs, and that's why I never got a response back, more than likely from from him, unfortunately. <laughs> probably. Probably. Oh, man. God rest his soul. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, that's it for me on the U.S. Uh, Air Force. I, 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 you know, I again, I think it's a... Um, yeah. We're, we're being, we're being told that we're going to have all this transparency and we're going to start this new Classified, office. Nope. We got all these new people that are going to be the, you know, the help desk for UFOs A-A-R-O. and UAPs. Everybody, sorry, we'll have a help desk yep. for UAPs and we're going to be totally transparent. Yeah. You just, no, you're not. We transparent as Vanna black paint. Ain't, yeah. Not going to happen, bud. Yeah. We're never going to know. Uh, this next one is from uh, Neuroscience News and Research uh, Technology Networks. Heck yeah. And uh, Raraji uh, McKenzie is the author. A new study has unveiled how psychedelics achieved their perception-altering effects in human brain. The research shows a powerful combination of brain analysis techniques to provide uh, the clearest picture yet of how the short-acting but powerful psychedelic DMT affects the brain activity. DMT, the key ingredient in ayahuasca, DMT, has a storied history used for thousands of years in rituals and ceremonies across Central and South America. It is a key active component component of a uh, potent psychedelic brew ayahuasca. More recently, the compound was synthetically created by German-Canadian chemist Richard uh, Mansky in 1931. The DMT experience makes a particularly promising uh, as the thera- as a therapeutic psychedelic, the University of New Mexico's Professor Rick Strassman, an expert in the compound, describes it as using an effect like visions, voices, a seeming separation of consciousness from the body, extreme emotional states in contact with seemingly uh, dis- disincarnate intelligences. Um, but the compound does so over relatively short periods of time as compared to their classic psychedelics, such as psilocybin. Uh, Dr. Dr. Ross, uh, Rick Strassman, uh, mm-hmm. DMT, The Spirit Molecule, yep. uh, was the book that he wrote. And uh, You know the crazy part, The documentary. Though? They were injecting theirs in their well, studies. Now they're slow dripping. Right. They were blasting people into With higher places. dimensions right. it's like where it's, you go to alien world. Kind of like, I don't know who the uh, um, chemist was that uh, created LSD. Albert Hoffman got it on his skin by accident. That's how he first experienced took the magical it. bike ride. He got it on his skin, right? Goes home. Well, when he took his first official dose, yeah. he took like a stratospheric dose yeah. cuz they had no clue how much to take. Yeah. So he took he like the equivalent of like I don't even know how many hits. Like and he was like, you know, hundreds of hits. Seeing the uh, DNA helix and and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, but with DMT the, the the potency of it now being even amplified from the ayahuasca or the preparation, yeah. you know, that native uh, cultures have before. Yeah. Putting it into like a medical like right. Well, now place. they're slow dripping people with it. They're drip, drip, dripping. Okay. And doing it that way. And so what it's doing is it's having this longer, slower. Less you intense? still get there. Less intense. Okay. But you just don't blast off into another. Do- and then all of a sudden you're not there, which scares the hell out of people. Yeah. So instead of just like imagine. taking that rocket ship to the another dimension. Yeah. You're actually 
going to you'll eventually get there but it's more like a mushroom experience where it's a longer more integrated experience where you're just like gone for 12 minutes and then you go to another dimension then you come back and you're in oh i'm a person again you know what i just again what just happened use flight of the navigator references a lot but it makes me think of that where like he's for a brief time in this very weird not like i'm saying the psychedelic experience but that whole sensation of that I've lost the sense of where I was and felt this place and that's where I'm supposed to be. And I don't, I'm in a place where I've never been before, but you know, experience you're gone. That dissipation. Well, yeah. Yeah. You don't have a body. Apparently I've, I've heard that from a lot of like, like, uh, ayahuasca ceremony stories and, um, you know, retreat centers from different people in, in documentaries and stuff. Yeah. You hear a lot about that and also a lot about the purging. I wonder if that happens the same with like DMT infusion. Right. I don't know. And yes, uh, Necro in the chat's talking about mapping the DMT realm in a visual form. They've been oh, really trying to do that out. for a long really? time. Um, so there's like an actual landscape to this. The, the, there's some people working, artists, and uh, I guess you would call it uh, uh, augmented reality technology sure. and some, some of that kind sure. of stuff. But do you, uh, this is essentially a trivia. different type of... You remember where you first heard about DMT? Yeah, that crazy guy that when we were at... Um, no, no. Well, may, no. I mean, like, officially, like, on something. Remember when we were listening to... Uh, I think it was Rogan was on a, a, another podcast. And he was talking oh, about him no, and Doug he, Stanhope. And, like... Oh, no, they that, were... That, like, went viral because it was just, yeah. like, nobody had ever even heard about DMT before. It was on before. the Opie and Anthony show. That. Before podcasts. That. thing. That thing. There's that recording of Rogan talking about... I remember hunting that on YouTube yeah. just to listen to it to hear how crazy it was and be like, what is this? That, yeah. What are you doing? Like, yeah. I thought getting drunk on a bottle of tequila was bad. Yeah. You know, and feeling like you went to another realm. Like, you're you're talking about you legitimately feel like it. The world dematerializes. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's wild. Continu- Sorry, continue on. Yeah, no problem. Um, the DMT experience makes it particularly promising... As a therapeutic psychedelic, um, oh, sorry, I already read that part. Uh, that all has changed with the release of the new paper. This work is exciting as it provides the most advanced human neuroimaging view of psychedelic state to date. Hmm. Uh, said study first <clears throat> author, Dr. Chris Timmerman from the Center of, uh, for, psychedelic, uh, for Psychedelics Brain Activity Analysis. Timmerman and colleagues recruited 20 healthy volunteers who were given a high-dose injection of DMT, 20 milligrams, and then subjected two types of brain analysis. They were fitted with an an EEG. Electroencephalography. Thank you, Bub. And uh, EEG cap and placed inside a functional magnetic resonance imaging uh, scanner or an fMRI. Pause. You know what these are? Uh, MRI scanner? Hell yeah, that's loud as shit. fMRI? Well, functional. I don't know what that means. Functional might just... It's the same thing. It might have a different connotation, but I mean, MRIs in general are magnetic resonance. Super They're loud. super loud da, 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 magnets. Yeah. So here's my question. You've just taken this dose and then and they're they put hook you, you inside this freaking... machine in this little tube. No, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I could sign up for that. No. I would have a panic attack. Yeah. Like you would really. It's all feel about like... set and setting. I mean, everything you do I... when you're in that world, if we have any young listeners, you know, the key to that that, is that would be the a set lot in the to setting, handle, I think, and that would not be a good setting for you to just or go anyone just as I had into the portal. I remember people not wanting to have them just because they didn't like the MRI, like the sound, regular, like right. sober. Mm-hmm. They wanted sedation to make it through that, like it gave them that much anxiety. You get anesthesia cases for an MRI because people just literally are so phobic of it; they they can't. Right. Can't bring themselves to do it. That just totally threw me off. Like, hey, we're going to give you this. I know. Dose I didn't of the most think about that. Strong hallucinogen and then put you in what sounds like the bowels of a cruise liner ship with an old, you know, steam engine. Like, it's the bowels of the Titanic. God. Anyhow. So the cap measured electrical signals from the volunteer scalps over 31 different sites. Cool. At the same time, the fMRI scan detected the movement of oxygenated blood inside the brain as a proxy for brain activity. This allows the team to create a detailed image of their participants' brain activity. 
Their trip lasted around 20 minutes in total. Over that period, there were uh, dramatic changes in their brains. Brain activity is usually segregated into discrete networks. After DMT injection, those networks appeared to break down, meaning that overall brain connectivity increased. This aligns with the previously uh, previous study of the brain response to psilocybin published by senior author Robin Carhart, Carhart-Harris. The most significant changes were detected in the brain areas linked to high-level cognitive functions like imagination. Imagine that. Timmerman summarized the findings uh, what we have seen with DMT is that the activity in highly evolved areas and systems of the brain that encode especially high-level models become highly dis, uh, dysregular under the drug, and this relates to the intense drug trip. The team now hopes to prolong DMT's psychedelic peak through the continuous infusion protocol. Carhart-Harris, now with the University of uh, California, San Francisco, added, our results reviewed uh, revealed that when a volunteer was on DMT, there was a marked uh, dysregulation of some of the brain's rhythms and would ordinarily be dominant. The brain switched in it in its mode functioning to something altogether more <laughs> anarchic. It will be fascinating to follow up on these insights in the years to come. Psychedelics are pr uh, proving to be extremely powerful scientific tools for furthering our understanding of how brain activity relates to the conscious experience. So we've had these. I mean, what developed. it's saying is, is that the brain just uh, shuts off all the normal systems. It's like taking down the That's fences the filter, between the goats the and the horses and the pigs and your brain and all these different parts start interacting together. It just... And the imagination section and probably what they say about the dominant center, so your control, your ability to, you know, adult. Right. Which is not about... But, Made me think of the video of the British soldiers, the oh, old yeah. film where they're like, they give them guns and go fight. They, and give they start them, laughing their yeah, butts off. They give them LSD. They give them a mission, which is like, I don't even know what it is. It might be like, like a, a half training, a mile or a training mile exercise yeah. directly downrange. Yeah. <laughs> you need to walk this far and get to this building. Yep. They never make it. They end up in the woods. They're trying to feed the birds. One guy's wrapping his telephone cable around the tree. They're laughing their asses off. Yep. Like, so now we're, we're getting to this point where we can safely say that, oh, wow, you know, we're going to study and understand so much. What it makes me feel like is this, we've known about UFOs and all the wreckage from Roswell since 47, and they've probably been here a lot like this. So, yep. Yep. We're being slow roads so much. Right. Is that for our own benefit? You know, like when people say like, trust me, you don't want to know. You couldn't handle it. Yeah. Is that for our benefit? I really don't know anymore. Right. Because it seems like back in the day, the hippies in that cultural movement were pretty, well, not just hippies probably, but scientists. You yeah. know, uh, Timothy Leary was a, a professor. Ram Dass was a professor. Yeah. When they discovered Harvard. hallucinogens and psilocybin, they, you know, completely changed their career path and life. You in could say that. So, you know, it, you it was being broached. And it was being used back in the day, but what did it do? It created the counterculture. Counterculture didn't well, want to go to war, didn't want to fight. Far. Then it tipped over a little bit. And, yeah. And then we shut the door on it. We're like, nobody yeah. can Nixon ever look in like, here this again. Is the hippies and the anti-war people and the Black Panthers are all doing LSD and marijuana. Well, gone. That's illegal. His, his right-hand man admitted that the drug war was really about banning the drugs to have a way to go after these groups. Right. The former Secretary it. of State right. of Nixon, right, pretty much on his deathbed, admitted that yeah, this was all created. Well, they, as, they didn't as, want to fight. Nobody wanted to get in a war if you were smoking pot and taking acid and going to Grateful Dead concerts. You want to give me a gun and I'm gonna have to cut my hair and beard and like put on boots and not yeah. flip flops and go kill somebody um, I don't know in another country for it rocks what your reason? state of conscience. And they were taking a lot too. Yeah. Oh. Here's the other thing I was thinking. So if you get into psychedelic studies, think about people that are in like vegetative states. There have been stories before of like, you know, they were going to pull the plug on so-and-so and the father. There was one. This is a crazy one. I know this one's true. I've read it so many times. I, I know I've seen it across Twitter. It might have been like dudes posting their W's or something. But there was this kid who was probably teenager or what have you brain dead. The hospital wants to pull the plug. The dad barricades himself in that room with guns. Yeah. It's like you are not pulling shit on anyone yeah he woke up yeah totally fine i don't know if it was a couple days later yeah just you know what if you're in a vegetative state and strassman comes along he's like i'm gonna try to jump start you yeah start 
slow dripping you with DMT. Right. <laughs> well, well, the, a lot of this this stuff, uh, like you know, Necro is saying the they're mapping the DMT realm with those long trips with the slow drip that I was talking about. Right, 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 right. So that I guess that's. Uh, well, to see those where, connections. Because they have longer time. You can really get in there. Well, and it's like seeing uh, the actual, like, you can measure your brain or my brain in states of happiness or anger in the same. And, like, or if you're dreaming or stuff like that, right? Yeah. You can't but map it in 10 minutes. This is like you have to be in the upside down of Stranger Things to be there to see it. So you got to take that DMT and they've got to have a long, continuous ability. But they're also, dub- like, doing a double people correlation are, with the blood flow. People are seeing the same places. They're right. going to the same places. But they're looking where the blood's being sent to. Which as well, I've like read the that. I've never heard that well. before. Oh yeah, for I didn't sure. know that about Crystal like, Palaces. You never I, heard about the Crystal Palace? No, that's a place where people. I mean, go. I've, I've watched that's like the Spirit Molecule, and you know, I've listened to you know enough. I've been in a lot on. of deep threads of experiential reading about right. uh, similarities, but in the entities and and you know, comedian Shane Mouse. Last uh, I heard, they were doing one-hour trips. Holy sweet, that's Jesus. incredible. And but but here's the thing, you get there slower. It's a slow burn. So you're just not rocket shipped into another dimension. You have time to get there. It's like you have time to like, hey, let's get on the plane. We'll have a little cocktail, have a couple bags of peanuts, you know, maybe like a cookie. Getting in the hot tub uh, slowly. Maybe a biscotti. In, you want a little biscotti? Up. I love biscotti. Hey, have a biscotti. Actually, there's Take biscotti butter. We're gonna get there. If you ever get it. But you're gonna get a cola. I like You're gonna cola. get a bis- biscotti, a you know. Get get yourself a drink, get loose, Can't show it. and then hey, when you land, you get to that upper atmosphere. You're not quite as like, oh damn, and so it's not quite as shaking. So what you know, they're able to map these places out over an hour period, dude. That's great. You could live two lifetimes. So this is starting one to get of those like this is getting like Inception territory. That's yes. Where you're literally getting literally like inception territory, creating the architecture of that space. So I'm thinking if you could put yourself in like these uh, sedative states, where like you could turn off a lot of that input sensory, but still have like your neural activity, and then you're in this just raw brain generation. It's not taking in sensory data from outside, like the MRI machine sound or yeah, well, no, yeah, they're not putting like, people in MRIs for what what. What up? This is a different study. The long, slow dose. Oh, that's drip, different than that's what they're doing in the thing. MRI yeah, study. This is okay. a whole different okay. thing. But that's say, going that's... on too. There's a lot of really cool studies happening right now. Um, well, that frontier is get yourself to signed up, bub. Australia, <laughs> Australia. I, you know, if it's like the same <laughs> molecule that are chemical when you dream, yeah. Or and, and when you, you could die, have and that when on you die. What? Sure. Um, and, and you could have that experience. Like I, I like to dream if I could be in a controlled setting and they're like, Hey, we're going to give you this hour long, like easy, you know, uh, entry into this dream, right? Like state. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think I'd probably have to give it a go. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, Hey, what this is, this is like, this is like the Vikings. This is like the, uh, Druids. you know, the, the. Oh, that's Celts. For psychology, this is like jumping in a boat and going and exploring something. The, the, you know, that's like Christopher Columbus or the Vikings and whoever discovered America before them, right. the Knights Templar, jumping on a boat, it's not like knowing. Magellan. And they're mapping out these coastlines. That's what's happening here. They're mapping out these inner worlds is what they are. They're seeing the same so Psychedelic things. explorers. They're seeing the same worlds. They're seeing the same places. And so if you have enough of these shared so how, experiences, maybe it is actually a place that you this go to. This is what to. I was just going to get to. So yes. it's, it's like it's not like, um, you know, we're all seeing the same NPC spirits in this realm. So does that mean? Some of them might be. They're the same? Like, so they are real things? Like, that's well, what I'm saying. Like, people are going at different times and having The comedian meetings. Shane Moss talks yeah. about um, this, like, violet, purple, uh, I guess, like a gypsy woman. A gypsy that he woman. would see all the time. Uh, okay. And he started to get upset when she wouldn't, like, come around in the experience. And so, like, eventually something happened to where, like, he was fighting so hard that it's like, no, you're just a construct of my mind. Like, you're not real. Like, pushing with this, 
this this entity, entity yeah. this is it part of your mind, part okay. of your brain. Um, but over a period of time, he was like rubbing Syrian rule all over himself, which is an MAOI inhibitor, like tripping for days. And then he ended up in a psych ward. Uh, okay. Got Sounds a whole like hour of comedy ab- about it. Came in a little uh, in hot on turn four and there. And just went way too deep. He, yeah. he was doing a documentary and decided to just go whole hog. Like if I'm going to do a documentary about psychedelics, he just went all in. Ended up in a psych ward, ward kind of lost sense of reality, which... Mm-hmm. Imagine so. If you're doing that, um, you're only in that state of consciousness. This reality doesn't mean anything. This is this is dumb. I can't fathom. No, that experience. We'd never want to go. You'd never want to go that hard. But to each his own. Um, do you want to wrap this up? I think so. Because yeah, we're going to get ready. Uh, yeah, this has been a, a good one. Bit to do a fun another, one. We covered episode. a lot of different things on this one. Um, Two scoops. Had of some strange. good. Had some good input in the chat. Uh, always good to hear from you guys. Um, this has been a fun one and we'll be back in a little bit less than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in hot. Go get a snack. Go get your guys. Take a little dinner. break. Come on back. Um, let's hang out. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> one lady in the Strassman trials had a DMT crocodile have its oh, way boy. with her sexually. Well, yeah, seen. dude. There's some <laughs> strange experiences. God yep. Dang it, Necro. Throw me these curveballs. Love it. I love it. Thank you guys. Yeah. Like Mike said, uh, we will see you again here shortly. You know our socials by this point. Do we have to do the like, subscribe, five star? You can find us at The Strange Road on pretretty much everything. Uh, We are Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell. On the uh, on the old YouTubes, yeah. Um, you guys have really really helped us. We we reached some milestones where we're trying to figure out a couple uh, super sticker and, and super chat stuff, and yeah, um, trying to you know not get wrapped up into uh, trying to understand um, everything before we dive into um, some of these things in YouTube that we just unlocked. So yeah, um, but we More appreciate toys. the heck out of all of you. We are signing off. Yep. And we'll see you guys in a little bit. Later. Peace.